Let us pray. Loving Holy Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for making us to be among the living today. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to come to see the last day of this year. Thank you, Father, that through all our temptations, through all our trials, and through all the troubles, you have seen us through. You've been our comforter, our helper, our guide, and our security. We are grateful, Lord, to you for your goodness towards us. Now, dear Lord, as we go through your word, as we go through the devotion for today, we ask that you grant to us of your spirit. Help us, Lord, to understand as we get into a new year, to understand what resolutions we have to make, to understand what preparations we have to make. Put your words in my mouth and I to all who is listening, Lord, I pray, grant them understanding and give us power to do all you want us to do. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, December 31 The Prize of Our High Calling I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. He who would build up a strong, symmetrical character, he who would be a well-balanced Christian, must give all and do all for Christ. Paul did many things. From the time that he gave his allegiance to Christ, his life was filled with untiring service. From city to city, from country to country, he journeyed, telling the story of the cross, winning converts to the gospel, and establishing churches. At times, he worked at his trade to earn his daily bread. But in all the busy activities of his life, Paul never lost sight of one great purpose, to press toward the prize of his high calling. One aim he kept steadfastly before him, to be faithful to the one who at the gate of Damascus had revealed himself to him. From this aim, nothing had power to turn him aside. The great purpose that constrained Paul to press forward in the face of hardship and difficulty should lead every Christian worker to consecrate himself wholly to God's service. Worldly attractions will be presented to draw his attention from the Savior, but he is to press on toward the goal showing to the world, to angels and to men, that the hope of seeing the face of God is worth all the effort and sacrifice that the attainment of this hope demands. The lowliest disciple of Christ may become an inhabitant of heaven, an heir of God to an inheritance incorruptible, and that faded not away. Oh, that everyone might make choice of that heavenly gift, become an heir of God 
to that inheritance whose title is secure from any destroyer world without end. Oh, choose not the world, but choose the better inheritance. Press, urge your way toward the mark for the prize of your high calling in Christ Jesus. Soon, we shall witness the coronation of our King. Those whose lives have been hidden with Christ, those who on this earth have fought the good fight of faith, will shine forth with the Redeemer's glory in the kingdom of God. Amen. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. We thank God for bringing us to the close of another year. The name of the devotion that we have been going through is titled Our High Calling and today at the close of the year the title of the devotion is The Prize of Our High Calling. It begs two questions. What is our high calling? And when we get that calling, what is the prize? The term Our High Calling comes from the Bible passage Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 which is our key text for today where Paul said I count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus so that is where the term our high calling comes from what is our high calling? I think I would like us to read the book Philippians chapter 3. I will be reading from verse 8 in the New English Translation. He says, More than that, I now regard all things as liabilities compared to the far greater value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Indeed, I regard them as dung, that I may gain Christ. From this passage and from the reading, we saw the life of Paul. Paul is a person who lived a life from the moment he was called. He lived a life wholly dedicated, beautifully, faithfully dedicated, unrepentantly dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. Like we saw, he journeyed from city to city, from country to country, telling the story of the cross, winning converts to the gospel, establishing churches. Sometimes he worked for himself, but all the time, whenever he was doing his activities in life, he never lost sight of the one great purpose which he was called for, which is to press toward the prize of his high calling. And that was the aim he kept in mind, to be faithful to the one who had called him at that gate of Damascus. Nothing turned him away from this. But what was it that Paul was actually gunning for? While doing all these activities, what was Paul's aim? What is this high calling? I just read it. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8. Their aim was to get the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I read it in the King James Version. Yeah, doubtless. I 
I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord. What is this knowledge of Jesus Christ? John 17 verse 3 says, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Life eternal is to know Jesus Christ and the Father. And this is what Paul gave up everything for. He counted everything but loss. He treated them as dung, unimportant, worthless, useless, just so that he can have that excellency. And what is the excellency? The knowledge of Jesus Christ. What is the knowledge of Jesus Christ? 1 John chapter 2 verse 3 says, By this we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. Verse 4, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. So what is this knowledge of Jesus Christ? In clear terms, so that we, call, we can all understand what Paul was going for. The knowledge of Jesus Christ is life. But the knowledge of Jesus Christ is to keep his commandments. That is what the knowledge of Jesus Christ is in practicality. If I want to see the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ in your life, in my life, what anyone would see is a life that is perfectly in harmony with the commandments of God. That is the high calling that Paul was gunning for. I read more from Philippians 3, reading from verse 9, he said that in verse 8 he ended by saying that I may win Christ. Verse 9 now, and by and be found in him not having mine own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Jesus Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made comfortable unto his death if by me, by any means i might attain unto the resurrection of the dead then in verse 12 he says not that i have already attained this that that is i have not already been perfected but i strive to lay hold of that for which jesus also laid hold of me and then verse 13 brethren i count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before verse 14 now i press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of god in christ jesus amen what was paul gunning for towards perfection towards being a perfect man and he said it's not that i've already become perfect but i am striving to attain to that perfection that balanced symmetrical character at the first line of our devotion it says he who would build up a strong symmetrical character he who would be a well-balanced christian must give all and do all for christ and that's where paul comes in paul did many things from time to time he gave his allegiance to christ his life was filled with untiring service my brothers and sisters we all have a high calling and that high calling is to press towards that mark towards the excellency of the knowledge of jesus christ 
Do you have the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ? That knowledge is to love God. 1 John chapter 4 verse 7 says, Whosoever is born of God knoweth God and loveth, for God is love. In verse 7 it says, Let us love one another, for God, for love is of God, and he that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And we've seen in 1 John chapter 2 verse 3, that those who know God will do what keep his commandments. So you see, you can bring all these things together. Anyone who says, I am born again, to be born again is shown in your love for God. And if you love God, that means you know God. And if you know God, you keep his commandments. 1 John 5 verse 3 says, "By But this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. This is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. So bring these terms the Bible uses together. The Bible talks about being born again. The Bible talks about knowing God, loving God, keeping his commandments. They are one and the same thing. If you check it again in Romans chapter 13, reading from verse 8, it says, Owe no man anything but to love. For this, it lists the commandment, Thou shalt not kill, steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not covet and all. He says it is summarized in one saying, Love thy neighbor as yourself. For love is the fulfilling of the law. What are we gunning for? What is our high calling? Our high calling is to find ourselves to do everything we can, to count everything but loss, to disregard all things that we have so that we can come to a position where we give our total allegiance and faithfulness to God in the keeping of his commandments because that is what shows that we love him. Do you remember what Jesus said in John 14 verse 15? If you love me, keep my commandments. You see, the commandments is inseparable from the principle of love. The principle of love for God and for man is in the commandments. You cannot say you love and yet you disregard God's commandments. You cannot say you love Jesus. Coming straight from Jesus' mouth, he said, If you love me, it will be shown. It's not in your words. It's not in your songs. It's not in your attending of churches and activities. It will be shown in your life of keeping the commandments of God. That is how one will know that you love God. That is the excellency we are talking about. That is the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, how do we show this allegiance to Jesus? Does he deserve it? You see, when you want to keep the commandments of God, just like Paul, you have to count all things but loss. It is going to bring you to a position where you will incur losses. Some losses will be incurred by yourself. Others will be incurred because you were keeping God's commandments. Some things will be deprived of you in this life that you may have wanted. And sometimes you will make choices, not because you are being deprived, but you will make the choices yourself. For example, Paul had an illustrious career as a lawyer, as a Pharisee. He left all these things, not because he was keeping commandments and lost it, no, by himself. To show his allegiance and faithfulness and love to God, he chose a life of ministry. Incurred much loss, going from city to city, country to country, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in doing this, an illustrious career was left, but he chose a more illustrious career. As far as finance goes, of course, his Pharisee life must have given him 
more finances but he left all those things you are like paul you have an illustrious career is the lord calling you to do service for him could it be that you also have been apprehended so that you can do service to god paul did it and you can too now if we must keep the commandments of god if we must show our loyalty to him we have to do things for him the same way we read about paul paul did a lot for god and i want to talk about the motivation why did paul do it why should i why should you oh i pray that the lord will open your eyes to understand this thing the lord has shown so great so much love to us that he deserves every drop of allegiance and faithfulness and loyalty that you may give to him and after you have given him all loyalty and allegiance and faithfulness it is still nothing the death of jesus the life that he gave to us cannot be compared to everything in this space called the universe all the galaxies and all the stars inside it and all the solar systems and all the worlds that have been created cannot match the life of jesus and jesus gave you he gave me this life i was lost i was dead i was dead jesus said in john 7 in john chapter 3 verse 17 18 that he that does not believe in him is already condemned he did not come to condemn us our sins have already condemned us we were supposed to be dead we are dying on death row but here comes jesus seeing our need comes down to the earth no gain whatever to himself no nothing he gains from this whole project everything is for me and you every sacrifice for you and me what gain does jesus have in coming to die nothing selfless sacrifice just to see that i am saved and he came here lived the life even when before i was born before i was born and that's why the bible says that the love of god is shown in that while we were yet sinners christ died for us even when i have not even acknowledged my condition he has already created the option for me so that i can get life oh now after christ has done this made this huge sacrifice unmatchable sacrifice would it be too much for him to ask if he tells you to keep the commandments even if it incurs losses for you even if your friends hate you even if your loved ones despise you even if you are mocked and ridiculed and scorned doesn't Christ deserve such loyalty and faithfulness and allegiance to himself? Was he ashamed when he was on the cross? He was stripped of all his clothes, nailed to that cross and raised high for all to see him. It was a shameful experience. If you do not know that, know it now. The reason why Jesus was stripped of his garments was to bring shame to him. Look at yourself, young man, young woman. Imagine yourself stripped of all your garments your naked body being paraded all over the place and an angry mob following you giving you a cross to carry on your shoulders without clothes walking around naked then when you get to a place they put you down on a cross and nail your hands and legs to that cross and raise you high for all to see while you're just naked what a shameful experience but why did Jesus go through this shameful experience? The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Oh, 
that he endured the shame. Do you think he didn't feel ashamed? He felt it to his bones. It was a shameful thing. If it wasn't, we will not read it in Hebrews 12 verse 2, encouraging us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the shame. Endured the cross, rather, and despised the shame. Oh my. Christ despised the shame. It was there. The shame was there. But he despised it so that he can save you and me my brothers and sisters we did not deserve it and christ had nothing to gain nothing whatever to gain by doing this is it too much for him to ask to help you so that his sacrifice will not be in vain that's the only reason he's pushing you forward is the only reason he's begging you not because there's something for him to gain he has already paid the price but to pay the price for something and not getting that thing is not good can you pay a million dollars for something and then it's time for you to get that thing and you still don't get it? That would be double loss for him. He has paid the price. Don't let his suffering be in vain. It will be a double loss for him. If you ever have a heart that is touched by what God has done for you, are you touched by this? Somebody has paid the price for you and the price is so expensive. Now what is left is for you to give him what he paid for. Give him your life. That is what he paid for. Give it to him. He has already paid. And it was expensive. It came at a very high cost. Pain and suffering and shame. Now, is it too much for him to ask? If he says, give me what I paid for. But in doing that for you, you will also have to despise the shame, endure the cross. And that is why he said, whosoever will come after me, let him take up his cross daily, deny himself and follow me. You also have a sacrifice to make. You have a cross to carry. You have a shame to despise before you get to the prize. This is your high calling. If you do not participate in the sufferings of Christ, you cannot participate in his glory. If you are not part of the cross, carrying your own cross, denying yourself daily, what does it mean to deny? You have to deny yourself because in order to keep God's commandments, you'll be going against your own personal desires all the time. All the time. Because our flesh always has wrong desires. But to keep God's commandments and be faithful and loyal to Him, you will need to always go against your desires. And that is what Christ is calling for in all of us. This is the invitation God has for you, the high calling. Come to Jesus. You are entering a new year. Would you resolve that this year you are going to be faithful to Jesus where you have failed, areas where you have compromised, that you are going to make changes? If you do that and start to press toward the mark of the high calling of Christ, in Christ Jesus, there is a reward. Soon Jesus will come. He is the King. And he's going to be coronated king. And those whose lives have been hidden with Christ, those who on this earth have fought the good fight of faith, will shine forth with the Redeemer's glory in the kingdom of God. Amen. You then have to press your way forward. Urge your way towards the mark for the prize of your high calling in Christ Jesus. The reward is great, my brothers and sisters. Oh, you are going to be crowned with a crown of righteousness, a physical crown of glory. You have your mansions prepared for you. 
you have a life that is measuring with the life of God, eternal life, never to die again, being able to travel with Jesus and to see the face of our King Jesus, to see others also who have been faithful, like the Paul who we are speaking about and all the Bible characters, to be able to travel from world to world, to have your abilities increased, to have your faculties enhanced, so that you can do things that you could never do before, flying from one place to another, from one world to another, exploring all the galaxies and all the solar systems and stars. The Bible tells us in the book of Daniel 12 that those in verse 2, that those who are torn many, torn many to righteousness shall shine like the stars. Oh my, the Lord has great promises for us, my brothers and sisters. Do not lose it for anything in this earth. What are you holding on to? Is it your dress? How can you lose eternal life? How can you lose this high calling? Don't let the devil deceive you into thinking that you can't lose it because of your dress. Check Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 8. He says that the Lord will punish all those that dress in a strange apparel. See, do not take chances with your reward. The devil wants to deceive many of us and make us lose our reward over little trifling things. What do you want to lose all this glory for? Just dress. Yes, it is a difficult thing to dress in the right way in this present world. But can we bear the shame for Christ Jesus? Does he deserve it? He does deserve it and he does understand how difficult it is to stand for him. Now I want to encourage you, Jesus understands. He knows that to stand for him in this present world is difficult. It is hard, we know. It is, di it is difficult. But yet, he is still saying, do it for my sake. And that is the reason he has that reward. The purpose of this great reward is because of he how he understands that it is difficult, especially for us in this present time. He knows. And he's encouraging you saying, I know it is difficult, but yet please do it. I will reward you. I will reward you is what he's saying. Give up your bad character for me. Forgive people. Forgive them what they have done to you. We can't forgive sins. We can forgive people who offend us. And Jesus is saying, forgive them for my sake. Do not lose your eternal life because of your heart that will not forgive. Keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. Stay away from adultery. Live a pure life for my sake and I will reward you. The temptations are great. Yes, they are calling us from all angles. To the left is temptation. To the right is temptation. Go to your, look back. You see temptations. But yet, Jesus is saying, I understand that it has a very strong pull. It is very strong. The pull of the temptation is strong. It is very attractive. The world paints its things in a way that is so attractive to the eyes. And the flesh is craving for it. But Jesus says, deny yourself. Deny yourself so that I can give you the reward. And I tell you, Jesus understands that it is difficult. But yet, he still knows we can do it. And that is why he's urging us to do it. Because when you do it, he is saying, he will say to you, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of your Lord. Amen. The Bible Christ say, Well done. He's happy. He knows that we did something that was against our natural inclination. Something that was perhaps the hardest thing we could ever do. But how can we do this? By faith in Christ Jesus. Lay hold of by faith on the word of God. Hopefully, we will then upload another sermon for those who want to know how can I gain the victory over sin. One will be uploaded that is titled Gaining the Victory Over Sin. Another 
will be also uploaded that is titled maintaining the victory over sin look out for it so that you can have more information of what it means to press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling to get that righteousness which paul talked about you know he said he's not going for the righteousness by which is by the law but the righteousness which is by faith and that righteousness which is by faith will be explained in that gaining the victory over sin getting righteousness by faith oh i could talk on and on just to encourage you and to urge you on the lord jesus deserves all faithfulness and all allegiance and all your loyalty for all he has done for us he deserves it and you for your own good will do yourself well if you can do what he has asked you to do press toward the mark you see the bible tells us the kingdom of god suffered violence jesus himself said so and the violent take it by force what does he mean he means that only those who will strive at loss of all things which is to cut away from themselves things that is causing them not to do right only those who will make determined effort and force their way through to keep god's commandments against all the losses they will have only such people will take the kingdom of god that is the force there the, the see he's trying to tell you the kind of character that is needed for those who must gain the kingdom of god they must have a force of character they must have fortitude courage determination they must have that forbearance and that ability of resilience to press forward that is what it means to force your way through sacrifices will have to be made jesus said if your right hand causes you to sin cut it off if it is your eye gorge it out those are sacrifices important things things that in and of themselves look as if we can't stay without them and they look expensive to us we may have to give them up and that's what jesus says if you must gain the kingdom of god you may have to do that but remember that it will be worth all your sacrifice eternal life will be worth all the effort that you can put to get it a new year is coming in it will do us well to make resolutions now to press towards the mark of the high calling of god the holy spirit may be talking to you now telling you where you need to make those changes in your life there's nothing in this world to hold on to my brothers and sisters life was given to you not so that you can use it to waste it and keep on getting things 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 in this world that you are still going to lose later how oh lord the question what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul if you use this life to gain the whole world you are going to lose your soul later then what have you gained and if you keep gaining the whole world and you lose your soul and you lose all the things that you are you have gotten will remain here what have you gained Pennywise found foolish to the wise decision to do is consider everything in this world and tell yourself i have seen that this life really is useless so i will die one day if i don't die the way i even see the economy going my possessions even if i live will be taken away from me i will lose them this world in and of itself is de- get, is, is destroying by itself is becoming hard to live in I mean the conditions of the world the talk of climate change and all it the wars and all that is making life if you project life you see that this world cannot stay much longer even if Christ does not come man will destroy himself what then are we trying to secure in this life what are we holding on to why don't you make that wise decision and say i will use all my effort energy time for something that is more that is eternal something that is lasting not something that will perish with the using and if it doesn't perish with the using i will die 
and then what would be my aim what will i say i have invested in what oh jesus has invited us invest yourself invest your time money efforts talent into something else that is eternal lay for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rot does not corrupt and where no thief can break through and steal where your treasure is there will your heart be also put your treasures your efforts your talents your time put it into the work of god in your life first of all transforming yourself and also working for god thereby you are laying up treasures for yourself in heaven where moth and rust does not corrupt and where no thief can break through and steal resolve to do that for this coming year resolve to do that make changes in your life positive changes tell yourself i will not compromise anymore i know the truth i have learned the truth in this area of my life but i have been going against the commandments of god this year i want to live in harmony with his law i want to be faithful i want to make no compromise jesus has the power to supply to you to do it he has promised us in his word in the book of ezekiel chapter 36 reading from verse 25 downward he said he will take away our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh and he will cause us to walk in his statutes then pray to him to fulfill that promise in your life god has promised he is faithful he will do what he has said only ask and yield yourself do your condition your part because you have a condition you have to do something before he does that find out what it is for you to do like i said we're going to upload that sermon which we talk about these things so that you can ap- achieve what god wants to achieve in your life may god help us may god help us that we may give ourselves to him and be faithful to him and love him love him even if there was no reward love him even if there was no prize love him and be faithful to him even if there was no crown be show your allegiance to him even if there was no heaven to gain he deserves all your loyalty for the love he has shown to you and me he deserves it and i pray that your heart will really understand this and give him that selfless love not selfish one oh i'm thinking i'll get eternal life no even if you won't get it jesus deserves your loyalty your allegiance and your love and i pray that your heart and your eyes will be open to see it so that you will be motivated not motivated by money not motivated by the crown not motivated by eternal life but motivated by love because the faith that will cause you to keep the commandments in right in galatians 5 verse 5 and 6 we are told that it is the faith that works by love and purifies the soul motivate yourself by love not by material things be motivated by the love shown by jesus in his life and death on the cross for you and me be motivated by it and give him all the self-denial all all the sacrifice that you can make not because of what you will gain but because you love him may the lord help us to achieve this to grow to this level in this my prayer in jesus name amen so let us pray our loving father in heaven glory praise honor and adoration be unto your name lord you have been faithful indeed this year 2020 has been a year where a lot of evil has happened the world has turned in different ways but you have been there for us you have been a blessing to us you have protected us healed us from our diseases 
even those who have died, you have still been good to them. It's not as if those we are better than those who have died, not at all. They also, you have been good to them. You've been good to all of us. Now, Lord, we are grateful to you for your goodness and your mercy, your love and kindness, your protection. Thank you, Lord. Now, we have learned that there is a high calling and there is a price. We want to have that life of Christ to apprehend so that we can get the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ so that we can win Christ. Christ is our prize. Christ is also our high calling. Lord, this is what we want for ourselves. We pray that as we commence this new year, all who are listening, who are making resolutions, I pray your spirit to put in their heart the right resolutions to make. Lord, our general resolution is that we want to win Christ. We want to attain that excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ because of the love you have shown in for us. I pray for those who are listening, who are saying, I don't love Jesus. I have searched my heart and I know that I don't love him this deeply. Lord, I pray that you would supply that love into their hearts. Shed your love abroad in their hearts so that if that love is there, I know anybody who has it will keep your commandments. And I pray you will shed your love abroad in their hearts. There may be others who are saying, I am weak. Indeed, we are all weak. Lord, supply strength to such a one. Somebody listening is struggling with one addiction or the other, one character, and they feel like they have tried and they are not getting the victory. Lord, supply strength through faith to them, O Lord, that they may gain the victory. There are others who are attached to the things of this world and don't see how they can let go of it. They feel like if they let go of it, life will lose its meaning. They feel like if they drop this or drop that and adopt this good thing or that good thing that the losses incurred will make life useless and meaningful. Lord, encourage them. Encourage them and help them, Lord, to see beyond these things so that they can understand that life is meaningless without you. Remove the, 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 the cloak of deception that the devil has put on their eyes and anoint their eye, eye salve so that they can see clearly and understand the goodness of the Lord and the benefits of the Lord. Give them courage to make the decisions and to let go of everything that they need to let go of. Others are already pressing towards the mark. Lord, I pray that you will help such a one not to give up, but to continue in the journey that they have started and to even go higher than where they are presently. For everyone who is listening, we all have different situations. Others do not see how they can do what you are saying they should do because they cannot even understand your word. They feel like, oh, these things that are being said are not true. Lord, open their eyes to see the truth that you have shown to me, the things that you have written in your word, that they may understand that indeed they ought to not to make compromises. Some have been making compromises knowing very well that they are going against your will, crucifying the Son of Man afresh, doing evil to you and to themselves. Being treacherous and disloyal to you, they feel like they must do it. That without doing these compromises, life will be meaningless. They don't see how you can take care of them if they don't continue to make these compromises. They feel like life will be useless if they don't break your commandments. They love you still. Lord, open their eyes to see that you can take care of them. Help them to increase their faith and to trust in you, knowing that whatever they do, in keeping your commandments and being loyal to you that you will take care of them as you have done for me and many others help them lord that their faith will increase lord in heaven there are those who do not even understand your word they do not see the necessity of keeping your commandments they feel that it is not necessary they feel that this whole thing is just 
being too too serious or being too sober that is not necessary lord i know it is necessary and i pray you will help such a one to understand and come out of this deception so that they can understand that your will lord in heaven help us all thank you lord for bringing us into this time and i pray that your grace shall continually be with us whether we live or we die i pray that by your grace we shall be found faithful to you wherever we are found whether it is at your second coming or not thank you lord for hearing our prayers thank you lord for answering thank you lord for being so good to us glory be unto your name thank you lord in jesus name i have prayed amen <music>